You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am your host, Nina Perez, and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So today I have someone here who loves to challenge and transform your thinking, and I am excited to have him here. And his name is Casanova Brooks, and he is an award-winning entrepreneur, an author, a high-energy keynote speaker, and a real estate professional. Now, he has battled many, many adversities in his life at many stages of his life, and that's why we have him here. Now, Casanova has learned to develop a bulletproof mindset to thrive and succeed in life and in business. That's why we got him here. Yeah. So Casanova is the founder and CEO of Dream Nation Academy, and he now focuses on empowering others to focus on developing their mindset to become the best version of themselves and thrive in their own lives. So yay, thank you so much for being here, Casanova. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, you are a busy man. So when I was able to get you on the schedule, man, I was excited. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's you're always you're either ramped up. Yeah, well, you're either on a podcast, doing a podcast, or you're you know doing your real estate. Like you are a busy dude, right? So yeah. how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's fast paced, but I'll tell you, uh, one because the real estate market. I am a full time agent as well as a full time investor. I have two podcasts. I have two young kids <laughs> under the age of ten. Um, my wife, we're pretty young, so she still wants my time, right? Uh, you know when you get older and then they don't want your time anymore, so you feel like you got freedom. They're like, I don't care where you That's go. That's funny. But yeah, so I feel myself always running, but I always say, you know, I know that at some point my motor's going to slow down. So for now, the fact that it runs 120 miles an hour, I just got to yeah. take advantage of it. That's true. And uh, I've been married 20 years. So believe me, they still want your time. You're, it's not going to end. <laughs> it's not going to end. I got a long end. way to go. I gotta, yeah. No, all good. And, and I love it. I'm blessed. You know, yeah. so many opportunities come my way. And for me, I, I don't look at a lot of the things that I do as work, which could be a little bit of a downside because of the fact that I'm always building relationships with people. I'm always learning about other right. people's stories. I'm always getting exposed to a different way of life or a different way of thinking. And so I think that that keeps me always ramped up because I'm always excited about something. And so, yeah, I just use it as my day to day to just keep going and, and going fast. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's nice to to have the kind of work that you do. I don't know much about real estate, but I do know that you have to have a personality and a drive to do it, you know? So 
yeah, kudos to you. I, (laughs) I know that that was hard work. And I wanted to talk to you about that because your story is pretty impactful. And that's how I found you. Um, I think you were on Melissa Stewart's, um, episode and yeah. you were so vulnerable and open and I just was listening to him like whoa who is this dude so I then I started looking for you and finding you and I'm just like you know you're the real deal Casanova and um and that is what I like to talk to I like to talk to straight shooters and people who are real and you just you seem to be that type of person it's funny right because now we're on a virtual world and right. so I only can get to know you this way but I'm glad I, ca- I got to know you this way because otherwise how else would I have known you really you know yeah. so that is the power great. of technology right a yeah. lot of the times we downplay it and, and we say that it's ruining us but at the same time it also connects us in ways yeah. that we could have never imagined so I've been very fortunate and on top of that I mean I've been doing my podcast for what going on almost two years. I want to say like 18, 19 months. So uh, I've been doing it. But I mean, when I really started to ramp up, it was probably right at the beginning of the pandemic. So if I did have an only in person show or something like that, like I remember listening to Mel Robbins, she was on a podcast Mm -hmm. and she was saying that she had just started her daytime talk show. Well, then the pandemic hit and basically they canceled her show and it was devastating to her. So I know for me, um, the fact that I do have a virtual podcast, it's opened up so many more opportunities that I could keep going because that's probably the biggest hurdle is to keep going, right? 50 episodes, 75 episodes. And once all of a sudden you get past the point to where you're like, ah, this is no longer fun or you reach that challenge. It's like, how can you find other ways to break through? And if anything kills your momentum, it could kind of stop your show. So that's where we do have the luxury. And I've been fortunate. I'm sure you would say the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It's definitely picking up. Um, but I, you know, I also feel like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's been a blessing and a curse, right? But I think the blessing of it all was also not just connecting like we are connecting now, but the fact that we got to spend maybe a little bit more time with our families, got to right. appreciate them a little bit more too, you know, and appreciate what life really means. And that actually must play a lot in what you do as well, because you talk a lot about you know, power thinking, right? You know, like really transforming people's thinking. Now, 2020 could have really destroyed you or not, right? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those things. Like, um, so for real estate, I think you guys did really well. Right? I have a lot of friends who are in real estate and they just like, you know, they were selling everything, <laughs> even their mother's house, you know? Right. Yeah. Everything right now <laughs> is across the country selling like crazy. I would agree. That's great. Yeah, I would say, you know, in 2020, um, for me, it wasn't, I don't think that it really could ever destroy me. Now, I will say one thing that was a, a, a big deal for us is my wife and I, we had just started, and I say I, all I did was sign my name in a couple of places, and then I have a digital marketing company that I own as well, and so we do the marketing behind what we started, which is a daycare center. So right wow. at the beginning of the pandemic, this was like 17 months ago, 18 months ago, I would say, um, we opened up a daycare center. We took it from zero to 70 kids uh, really quickly. And then obviously the pandemic hit. Right. When that pandemic hit and we did that, I want to say we took it from zero to 70 kids in about seven months, uh, which wow. is really fast. And it's the yeah. center. And, and didn't come from this be- before at all. Now, for me, I've always been, a, you know, a purebred entrepreneur. So I've always been okay with taking risks and, and just having the mindset that it'll all work itself out as long as you have the right integrity and you have the right relationships. Well, for her, she she doesn't come from that world at all. So that was like a big deal for her to yeah. jump out there and start her own thing. And uh, then when the pandemic hit, it dropped us back down to 28 kids. 
And right. so that was a like a oh man, because you got this center, you got this lease, you're trying to run a business. Mm -hmm. and, and then all of a sudden now we've gotten it back up to 68 kids. So we're almost oh, wow. right back there. And capacity for this one is 85. Um, okay. So we're almost right back at 100% capacity, which is what we want it to be, of course. But I would say in 2020 for me, I don't necessarily think that it could have broke me. And the only reason being that I say that is because for the last six years, I've built my relationships off or I've built my business off of relationships. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. So in these moments, like, yes, fortunately enough, the real estate market has continued to take off all across the country because we've had low inventory all across the country, which is why you see real estate agents are loving it right now. As long as, again, they haven't been transactional and they've been relational. And so that's what I've always tried to do. So even if I go through a time where I want to make a pivot or I want to do something different, maybe it's not a hundred percent of a pivot, but I just want to maybe transition into looking at something different. I know mm -hmm. that because I've always had the right integrity, I've built the right relationships right. and I've never been transactional. People will always accept me. I just got to come with the right energy. So when I say, Hey, you know what? I'm actually starting to open up a car dealership. Um, they're going to see my energy. They're going to know what I did for them so in good. houses or whatever I do. Hey, I'm, I'm just getting into online marketing or online coaching. And obviously I have to show results, but a lot of it, in my opinion, what I've learned 90% of any selling, because we're always selling, just like you said, 20 years, your husband's been selling himself to you for 20 <laughs> years that, Hey, I don't want you to leave me and vice versa. Every right. single day we're selling ourselves to our kids. We're selling ourselves to our audience. So for people to say like, I'm not in sales, like that's the wrong way to think about it everyone is in sales just like everyone is in affiliate marketing it's the status that we have it's the phones that we have no mm -hmm. matter what it is and so for me i think because of the way that i've built my businesses over the last six years seven years in my entire lifetime i don't necessarily think that 2020 could have broke me but mm -hmm. i do think that it could have you know i always look at everything as there's a silver lining and just like you said like i've been through so much adversity losing my two best friends when i was eight you know, stage four cancer when I was 15, went through yeah. chemo for two years, um, four, six, six years ago, I'm, I'm losing track of time because I'm throwing so many numbers out there. Six years ago, I went through obviously my, probably my toughest time in life where I lost my mom, my job and my home all within a matter of wow. two and a half weeks. So I've seen so many different things on top of being moved from inner city Chicago when I'm 11 years old to now Sioux City, Iowa. So I come from big city Chicago, mm -hmm. only seeing people who look like me to now all of a sudden I'm around a town of 80,000 people, cornfield cattle, no one right? who looks like me. <laughs> But there's always been a silver lining, right? And and a lot of the times when we go through adversity, one thing that I've always told myself, there's multiple things, but one is like, even when I get overwhelmed, like in 2020, right? You get mm -hmm. overwhelmed and there's two things that come to my mind. Number one, Jim Rohn said, and, and I'm a huge fan of Jim Rohn. Uh, if anybody's not ever listened to him or read his books or listened to audio tapes, I would encourage you definitely to listen to it. But one thing that he said has always stuck to me. He said, don't wish that things were easier wish that you were stronger, mm, right? That's good. And I was like, mm -hmm. man, like that's, that's right. And, and the second thing is when people look at all these irons that I got in the fire and I know most people, they live in, like, they got to focus on one thing and just do the one thing. And I think that there's merits to depending on how you're wired. Not everything is for everyone. But one right. thing I've always told myself, even if things just look like it's going so fast and I can't keep up is the thing that I say is you can't complain about too much food on your plate when your goal was to eat in the first place. Right. And so <laughs> that's good. always kind of been that thing. And, and that came 
from me. Like no one else. I never heard that anywhere. I always give credit. I never heard me neither. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that's the thing because I remember early on after going through that big storm with my mom and then real estate started to take off. But of course, me never coming from entrepreneurship or home ownership or any of the ships, right? I I then like real estate took off really fast for me. So after I go through that storm, within the next nine months, I did forty six deals and eight million dollars in volume, brand yeah. new real estate. Wow. And so it it took that's off really huge. quickly. Yeah, and I didn't know, and to keep in mind, so like here in Omaha, the average home price, at least at that time, now it's scaled because everything's selling. Like you could throw a shed on a lot and that thing will sell for 150000 right. Um, Yeah, at that time, the average home price was like 187000 here. Wow, so that's a lot of homes was, you sold. Yeah, I, was, I had to hustle, right? I wasn't in California slanging like $2 million houses. Right. And so I was hustling, but I remember there was times where it was like, oh my God, like I'm running really fast. I'm showing houses. I don't know how to build a business. And uh, that was what I would always tell myself. I'd be like, listen, you can't complain about too much food on your plate when your goal was to eat in the first place. And I'm like, you're right, like, just keep going. And so that's mm -hmm. what I would I would say to people. And I know that's a lot for your question, but that's what, when I go for, could 2020 have broke me? I think the first thing is, again, I'm always focused on the long game. And as long yeah. as I remain, as long as I remain relational, right, and everything's based off of the relationship, so true, and not transactional. I think that even when you go through a pandemic or you go through any type of adversity, it's the people that are not only going to pay for your services and make sure that you can get out and support you, but it's also those people who are going to mentally keep you afloat to say, "Look, you already built this. You can rebuild it again. Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. do something different. What do you need? I got you." And so those are the ways that I always just try to build like everything that I do. Yeah. And relationships are super important because that also helps you with networking, right? Like they connect you with somebody you didn't know you could connect to with another person you connected to. Now you've been through quite a bit in your life. So how did you prevent yourself from getting stuck? Like how did I know you said that inside of you was always like an entrepreneur, right? I heard the story about um, your your when you were young and your friends passing away, and I was very sad. And I can imagine that that you know also caused a couple of hiccups in your growing up, right? I mean, I think we all go through these tragic moments. Yeah. I was just talking to someone who seems like they can't get their self out of their self. You know what I'm saying? They can't get out right. of their own way. Right? How did how did you do that, Casanova? Like, what did you do to get yourself? to move forward because you've, you've lost quite a bit and you've battled cancer, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So I guess we'll start with the cancer piece. Uh, basically yeah. when I was 15 years, old, I was pretty popular. Now I'm in Sioux city, Iowa. So I'm pretty popular basketball, football, track, dance squad. Um, I'm a normal kid though. Right. I just mean popular in terms of like a little high school kid. Like I had a lot of friends and it was fine, mm -hmm. but then uh, football season's just ending and basketball season just starting. And I, I wound up leaving football early cause I was a little guy and I just didn't like getting hit. I loved to hit and I'd always started um, up until my sophomore year, well, even in my sophomore year. But what I mean getting hit was like I was the running back because I was quick, I was shifty. But then on the other side, I was the starting safety. And so I would love to hit people. But when it came time for me to be the running back, I didn't like it. I was like, right. no, I don't, don't want to get hit. <laughs> so anyway, I wound up leaving football. And that's just to paint that picture. But I, I then find myself just walking through the hallways. And out of nowhere, I just find myself having a hard time breathing. 
And I'm telling my buddies, I'm like, hey, man, I can't really breathe. And they're like, yeah, it's probably just because you left football early. Basketball is just starting up and you're probably just out of shape, you know, because you left early. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. But then I was coming home and I was just taking naps. And my mom was just seeing like, what's up with you? Like, this is uncharacteristic. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I'm just really tired. And she's like, "Okay, well, if it persists, you know, we're going to go to the hospital. And I'm like, okay. Now keep in mind, I, I was never ever sick as a child. Chicken pox, measles, coronavirus, like I was always pretty good. And uh, so when it was time to go to the hospital, cause it did persist for the next couple of days, I didn't really think nothing of it. Now keep in mind as well, all I was thinking of is what I saw on TV. I was thinking I was gonna get a hot nurse. I was gonna get sponge baths, <laughs> video games, candy, and like I'd be home in a couple of days. A and teenager's so was, dream. Right, I was like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine. And then I get there and they like, hey, you know what? We're going to run some tests. And then later on that night, I remember it was like 11 o'clock at night. They come back in and they say, hey, you know what? We got public transportation. We're actually going to ship you guys to the other side of the state, University of Iowa. And um, my mom is just like, like, what's what's up? And they're like, we think it might be a little bit more serious. And they're like, well, what's more serious? And they say, we think you might have cancer. And I just remember my, my grandma going, whoa. And then so, yep, next morning, 6 a.m., I'm over at now on the other side of the state at the University of Iowa, and uh, they run all these tests, and it comes back that stage four, I was two weeks away from death. They said wow. I could have just died in my sleep because it was all throughout my body. And uh, so that was obviously a huge tar- turning point for me because I, I went from thinking I was healthy and everything was fine to not knowing that, yeah, a couple weeks later, I could have just died naturally. And so it was a crazy time. but when we look at like how have i always been able to pull myself out of things like this i think first off it started with uh my mom and grandma and the reason why i say that is because they were always the heart they were always that never let them see you sweat mentality because when people ask like what was my mom and grandma going through i'll be honest i was so young that i didn't know right i didn't know what they were going through i just knew that every single day they were as my mom would always say robbing peter to pay paul and they were showing Mm -hmm. up for me every day So I had no choice but to continue to show up. And then on top of that, I think at that moment, me being in high school, I was always looked at as a victor because I was popular, things were fine. So I didn't like the feeling, and this even goes back to when I was eight years old and I lost my two best friends. I went from everything was normal to now all of a sudden, every all the eyeballs were on me and it was like I was a victim. And I didn't like Mm. that, I didn't like the, the, and I was like, no, I'm gonna be fine, like I'm good, right, I'm strong. And, and that was, I think, where it started from. So that was where the habits and everything that I always wanted to show, like, I'm okay, I'm strong, right? And I it's see. just like, if you think about it, kids, and, and I have two young kids under the age of 10. My, da- or my son is nine and my daughter is three. Now, both, are, I mean, any kid that you can think of, they're all very headstrong. Think about it. When they first start mm-hmm. learning how to do anything, I can do it. I can do it. And right. then, like, you know, even opening the juice, right? My daughter goes to this now, <laughs> open a Capri Sun. I can do it. And, and she'll figure it out, right? right? But I just, I guess since I was so young, when I experienced this adversity, I, I just held on to that I can do it. Like, I can mm. do it. And so even at those moments where people are like, oh, are you okay? Like, how are you feeling? And I was just like, and keep in mind, I was already starting to mentally develop myself and this is why i say anybody who's going through adversity or challenges like every single day it's like a muscle because keep in mind my dad was never in my life right and so what like for me i was the only child on my mom's side but last i knew i had 13 brothers and sisters on my dad's side but he (laughs) never did anything to bridge the gap of the relationships 
And so there was countless times, and we won't go too deep into it, but there was countless times where like he left me thinking that he was gonna come and get me a day, or he was mm-hmm. gonna come visit, and he never did. Right? There was one time that was just like the movies. I just came, I was living in Sioux City, and uh, I came back for the summer to Chicago, and I was staying with my cousin, and uh, there was it was freshman year. And there was a high school party and she's like, hey, you want to go to this party with us? Because I'm staying there with her and her mom and everything. And I'm like, nah, because my mom had just got my dad on the phone earlier that day and said, hey, Cass is in town today. You should pick him up. Go see him. Just see. It. So she wound up connecting us on a three way call. And he called and he's like, yeah, what's up? He's like, all right, when I get done working, uh, I'm going to come get you. And then I was like, all right, cool. So when my cousin tells me about this party, I'm like, nah, my dad's going to come and get me. And I'm a freshman. And then she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, he's coming. I just talked to him. And she's like, all right. So all of a sudden, you know how it goes. Six o'clock comes around. He doesn't Mm -hmm, come. Seven mm -hmm. o'clock doesn't come. Ten o'clock doesn't come. My cousin winds up coming home at like 1030. And I'm still sitting on the doorstep. Right. Never came, never called, never texted, nothing. So I think for me, I was always training myself because of the situations that I always went, that I was always in to just say, listen, like there's always a silver lining out of everything. And if nothing else, because everyone goes through storms, I was going to be mentally prepared for this next storm. And so there's a lot of little mantras, but those are the things of how I've always, you know, kept myself in it. Another thing I always say is, you know, joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for a little bit of pain. Yeah. Right. You, you yeah. have to. And, and granted, we never want to experience the pain. But think about it like this. And this was one time I heard this and I want to say, do you know what Kirk Franklin is? Yeah, of course. Yep. So Kirk Franklin, I want to say you can YouTube this or anybody listening or watching YouTube it or Google it or however. But there's a video I saw, and this is a couple years back, and hopefully I don't butcher it. But basically he says, you know, nobody ever wants to experience pain. But he said, let me ask you this. If there was a, 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 a bag of flour that you had to eat, would you eat it? Would it even if you had to eat it, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. would it taste good? People like, right. no, like no. no one wanted to eat it, right? If you had to just eat raw eggs, would it taste good? Like, no, like nobody want to just eat raw eggs, right? Right. If you had to just eat um, flour, I said flour, eggs. Butter. What'd you say? Butter. Butter. Exactly. Right. I think you know where I'm going with it. But butter, would it taste good? No. Individually, all of those suck, right? You need all of those ingredients to make the most beautiful and moist cake that there is. We all love the end result. That's right. And so for me, I guess I've always thought like individually, but at the end of the day, we also understand that not only pressure, it does, it busts pipes and every day we're under some type of pressure. It busts pipes, but at the mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. time, it creates beautiful diamonds. And so for so me, true. I've tried to ask myself so many times, like when I get down in my ruts, I say, listen, are you a busted pipe or are you a beautiful diamond? And right. I always answer like I'm a beautiful diamond and everyone is sometimes you just need a little bit of rain to wash off the dirt and show your crystals. That's right. That's right? so good. You said so much. <laughs> it's so good. Um, because I think that one of the, the challenges that a lot of people have, at least a lot of people that I've been talking to is that they can't seem to get that part of it, right? That, that bad things do happen, but everything works together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, and I love what you just talked about the rain, you know, taking out the rust and you'll see, you know, you'll see the diamonds. The truth is, is I think we are 
in control of what we're going to think and not think, right? right? I don't think we can control the thoughts. I think thoughts sometimes just come and they just come, but what are you going to do with that thought? Right. You know, right. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. So is that what you are building here with uh, dream nation? Is that what dream nation is about? Are you, you know, transforming people's mindset to start thinking differently? Yeah. So dream, Dream Nation is definitely, it's it's a community. And why I created it, it was because I believe that everything starts with a dream. When people hear mm -hmm. my story and they see all of the different things that we've been able to build, and I say we as my wife and I, we've been able to build, even with my podcast, both of them, I always say everything starts with a dream. And those of us who dare to dream while the rest of the world is settling for what society tells us is our reality, yeah, we're the ones who stand mm -hmm. to be change makers, trailblazers, and ultimately we make this world a better place and I'll tell you there's one story that comes to my mind and this just happened two nights ago and it gave me chills and so it's the first time I've told this story since then but I used to always say for the last two years I would say CJ for when he this is probably like now he's nine this is probably like three years ago he really went through this phase where he was afraid of the dark like right when we moved into our new home he went through this phase where he was afraid of the dark and our bedrooms are all upstairs we had a two-story home uh bedrooms are all upstairs so you have to the stairs are on the back side of the home but basically you got to come through the garage you look to the right there's the stairs to go upstairs you look to the left there's the kitchen to try to paint the picture of what it looks mm -hmm. like so Anyway, we'd be in the house all day and, and it's fine. And then all of a sudden it'd be time for him to go to bed. And he's like, no, I heard something up there. Somebody's up there. And I'm like, CJ, the first off, they would have to come through the, the, <laughs> the garage because we've been sitting in the front. No one's up there. He's like, I heard something. So then what would I have to do? I would have to walk him upstairs, turn on the light, walk him down the hallway and show him, hey, there's nothing to be afraid of. Well, my, my hope and my thoughts in that, because now my daughter's three. And this mm -hmm. just happened mm -hmm. two nights ago that we have a camera in her room and CJ and her goes upstairs. And then she's like, I hear something, right? And and CJ says to her, like, listen, there's nothing to be, because the bedrooms are right next door to each other. And he's mm -hmm. like, listen, there's nothing to be afraid of. I'm right here with you. There's nothing to be afraid of. And so that was my so whole good. thought. If I stood to be a change maker, a trailblazer, so that eventually someone would come after me. And I knew that my daughter would go through this as all kids do. They go through that phase of where they're afraid of the dark. But if I did my job right, I wouldn't need to go upstairs. Her older brother would be the one to do it. And so that's exactly how it played out. And so that's it was so good. crazy because I told this story for the last two years when people would ask me what Dream Nation is about. And then just two days ago, it finally happened. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> And so it's so powerful, but that's why I created Dream Nation. And and it's because for me, here's what I know. I know that I've always been that person that when people ask me um, about my success and what do I believe is the keys to success, and I always say it comes down to the three E's. And if you want, I could tap, tap into those. Um, but one of those E's is exposure, right? And so for me, I, every time I've been exposed to something new, it's given me that kid feel that it's allowed mm. me to feel like that I could, that it made me come alive again right think about it your, your nieces your nephews your grandchildren yeah you want them to try everything you want them to experience everything you want to take them on different trips you want them to go around the world different ethnic foods because you want them to have a holistic experience in life and right. so that's my whole reason why i created dream nation academy it's yes mindset because in the beginning like we yes you have to develop a skill set and something that provides value to the world but it doesn't matter the skill set if you don't have the mindset to utilize it in the way that it needs to be right because there's so much much negativity and pessimism pessimism yeah. in this world that you got to be the one that stays optimistic and so Good. 
that's why I created Dream Nation, and it's grown into obviously the podcast, the the digital media company, um, the coaching. It's been so much, and it's been so fun. But that's where I created it. I wanted it to be something that could allow people to have access to the world's biggest and brightest minds, so they could be inspired, but at the same time, so they could have cutting edge strategies of what successful people has already done and how they could take it and implement it into their life. That's so good. And I, you know, um, one of the things I remember is talking to a friend of mine uh, a couple years ago, and she's like, I want what you have. I want what you have. I said, okay, are you willing to do everything I had to do to get what I have? Right. Because it hurt to get what I have, you know? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I said, oh, you don't remember me being homeless. You don't remember me losing everything. You don't remember. And then she was like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I don't want <laughs> everything you have. And I'm sure that, you know, that's something um, you probably have to, you know, overcome as well. Like people just, oh, you know what, you're Casanova Brooks. I want everything Casanova has, right? But Casanova has been through some stuff, right? Right. right. And it it didn't come to you overnight. I mean, yeah, you're coaching people because you are coming from a place where life has coached you, Right. right? That's so good. I I really enjoy uh, listening to you when you are having these conversations because you're so authentic and uh, you just say things uh, the way they are. And I really appreciate that about you, Casanova. So if you're trying to impact people, I just want to let you know that you impact me. Um, So I'm one of those people that you probably would have never met, but you do impact me. Just want to let you know that because I think that you're welcome. I think that sometimes it can be draining too, right? To always be on, right? So I'm sure that you have to have a a routine or something that you do to keep yourself level, to keep yourself straight, right? Because otherwise you're going to be exhausted and you're going to be burnt out at all this, right? Yeah. So do you you have a routine or something that you do that this is what I have to do to keep myself sane? Yeah, that's a great question. And if I'm if I'm being 100% honest, straight talk, no sugar, I don't. I don't. Okay. I think when I get up in the morning, I always listen to something that's going to pump me up in that in that oh, morning. Good. So whether that's Jim Rohn or books, things like that. Um, but as far as an everyday routine, I wouldn't say that I do. I think that what keeps me going every single day is the excitement of the unknown. Right. And I try so many things and it, I'll be honest, is it a little exhausting? Sometimes it is. But when I hear like things like what you just said to me, it did give me chills because it lets me know that I am reaching who I'm supposed to reach. Mm-hmm. And so to say mm-hmm. that I have a routine, I, I mean, I'm sure there are some things that I just do every single day. But for the most part, I just try to do something that I feel like I'm excited to do because then people like you will hear my energy and then it, it, it gives some type of an impact off. And so that's that's what I try to do every single day. I try to just have an experience of something, whether that's that means good. doing it through digital marketing, through Instagram, through my podcast. Those are the things that I do every single day because I feel like every day that I don't do something, it's it's an opportunity that I've wasted to impact someone else's life. And something I've always even told my wife, like your story is not for you, right? So I come on to other people's so shows and 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 it's crazy because when most people when they see it like for me i have two shows i release three episodes per week on so i have the dream nation podcast and dream nation (laughs) real estate podcast wednesday friday um and then on top of that i do other people's shows so i probably do an additional four maybe five shows per week um, of other people's podcasts 
So every single day, and, and that's why I say, I understand that at some point my motor will slow down. <laughs> but for right now, the fact that it's running 120 miles an hour You're and just I don't keep need going. coffee or any of those things, it's like, oh, wow. give, it, give it all that, what you got. Because it's like, it's like, think about it like this, I guess the way I think about it. Like, and eventually at, you're, there's going to come a time where you can't play in the NBA anymore. You know what I'm saying? And so you're going to have those years where you're in your prime. LeBron's in his prime. He's just getting out of it, right? And so he's still got another four or five years. But at that point, he'll be able to sit back and relax. And for me right now, I feel like I'm in my prime. So why not give it everything that I got? So the last thing that I want is at the end of the day, whenever I hit the end of my road, I look back and I say, man, my only regret is that I didn't do X or that I didn't go harder on Y. So that's why I just try to go so hard. And I wish that I could say that every morning I have a routine. I'll tell you one thing I do do every single morning. First thing that I do, and I learned this early, early on in my entrepreneurship days, is I make my bed. And that's like my first <laughs> win. Too. And it's so small, but for <laughs> me, I love yeah. it. Because it yeah. feels like I did do something. I committed to something. Yep. I make my bed every single day. After that, I just, it, it's all about where my day goes. I make sure that I got time for my kids. I take my kids, my son to school, my daughter to daycare. We have the root, the ritual that I tell them every single day when my son gets out of my car, um, every single day, you never miss it. And it's uh, be great, be a leader. Those are the two things I tell them. And what's so cool about this is I take my son because he goes to the neighborhood school that we live in. And, uh, and then my daughter's always in the car. And now, like when he's getting out, I say, I love you. And then I'll, I'll say, be great. And then she'll always say, be a leader. And she's only three. <laughs> and so it's, so it's super cool to hear it. And, and now she's so gotten cute. to the point where she's like, yeah, dad. CJ and I, we're going to be leaders in school. And so that's what's really cool to hear. And we, so and we always cool. smile about it. But that's kind of my routine. After that, I, I really just go off of my energy. If my energy's down, I might need music. I might need a podcast. Mm -hmm. I might need a YouTube Jim Rohn. If my energy's all the way up already, I need to give that energy to somebody else. So I'm texting a friend. I'm sending a video message. I'm uh, going, I'm putting up an Instagram story. It's where my energy is. And then from there, I'm just trying to maximize it because I know when I get to like 11 o'clock in the, in the morning, it's going to kick in for me. As in, because mm -hmm. I'm not the person who needs coffee. I never have. Like, and I don't drink <laughs> coffee. So I don't need that to get my day started. So, but it does take me sometimes a little bit to get running. So what I mean by that is by 11 o'clock though, normally I've worked out the kinks. I figured mm -hmm. out where I need to be. And then once that day gets going, it's then it's time to take action. I got to take action. So I'm running that's fast something. and that's kind of what my days look like. That's amazing. You know what? I am, I know we don't know each other, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm super proud of you. Well, thank you. I'm thank super you. proud of you. I'll I tell you why. I, I really, really admire you and admire that you were fatherless, but transform that to impact your children. That is a powerful thing to do. Um, I didn't have a father either, so I get it. Uh, and funny enough, we have that similarity where my father had 13 kids as well that I didn't know. 
Yeah. Isn't that, that funny? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Especially when you're when they don't want to build a relationship and they make a choice, right? Because yeah, yeah. Been, you know, it, there's so many things and we don't have to go down that, but right, like I said, of course. they had a choice. You you just like you said, thoughts can come into your head, but it's what you yep. choose to do with it. And when they don't make the choice that they want to build a relationship with you, they didn't have to give monetary value. Like I, I'm just fine. And even now the the fact that my dad has never tried to even, you know, reach out and, and talk mm -hmm. to my son or my daughter and, and all those things, but it's okay, you know, because yeah. everything ha is a silver lining. And I have used that as fuel to make sure yeah. that I am the father that I am today and, and both of my kids being miracle babies. Um, yeah, that it's been a, a, a fun journey. And it's so yeah. cra it's, it's crazy because I'm the only child. And so I've struggled, and, and I say that openly, but to like anybody who knows, if you're an only child, you struggle to share. You struggle yeah. to, to not get your way. And so it's I've had to be so submissive, especially to my daughter. Because she just, like CJ, my son, he's always been high energy, but cool, calm, collected. One of the nicest kids you can ever meet. And so he, and he plays basketball. So we're always trying to get him to find that Kobe mentality. And he plays eight. Right all year round like he's a third grader but he's and we play at a select program top wow. probably top program in nebraska and he's the only kid in the entire program who played up a grade level this past wow. year so he just got finished so he, i mean he's really good if you ever look at my stories or anything like that and you watch him play i will but he, uh, we've struggled to get him like his favorite player steph curry he kind of looks like him a little bit because light complexion and he just loves to shoot the ball he's a great shot but we like forget him to take over a game, become that like lion. I always tell him, I learned this from Kobe. You know, he's like, listen, you could either be a lion or you could be a gazelle. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna love you either way, right? right? But if you're gonna be a gazelle, you better be the fastest gazelle because I'm lion. <laughs> That's coming, right. right? That's so right. I always say that to CJ and so trying to get him, but. I only I say all of that because that gives you a perception of like CJ. He's just nice. He's a good kid. Great grades. Leader. Nice. My daughter, on the other hand, <laughs> she's either gonna be she gonna have a felony by the age of twelve, or she gonna <laughs> you're be you're hilarious. Oh, you're funny. Like she is different, <laughs> but she's so smart. She's probably and it amazes us because she's so much smarter than CJ ever. And you know, it's kind of that girls versus boys. Yeah. But mm -hmm. she is she imposes. I think the best way to say it is she imposes her will on the world, and we just <laughs> every day we're like, hey. she is different. And uh, so I get to see the best Different. of both worlds, but that's when I say, like, for her, I've had to figure out, like, and even for both of them. So my wife always says, like, he just doesn't like to share. And I'm like, they are. Like, I didn't have to deal with that as a kid. I was just like, if I didn't want to play with somebody, I was like, I'm leaving. You can't just right. leave Right, right. That's funny. But thank goodness that you are healthy enough and strong enough to actually keep up. That's what's yeah. important, right? Because yeah. fathers are super important. I mean, boys look at fathers to see who they can become and girls look at fathers to know their worth, right? Facts. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. 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 So good job, man. Good job. Thank you. I'm really proud of you. So before I let you go, I'd love for you to tell my viewers um, how we can find you, support you, um, you know, know more about what everything you're doing. Yeah, I say the best place to find me and connect with me is uh, the Dream Nation podcast. The, the website, if you want to know, you want to be a part of the Dream Nation community or know anything that we have going on, whether it's collaborations or, or new launches, it's dreamnation.com. And okay. again, I, I created Dream Nation. I could have just kept building the Casanova Brooks brand, but I created Dream Nation because I wanted to build something that was bigger than me. And so I know that everyone wow. has a dream, and that's why I built this platform. And so we want to impact 
you know, millions, not billions of lives as we keep going down this journey. So dreamnation.com, I would say, is the best place. If you're specifically looking for social media, uh, it's just Casanova underscore Brooks on Instagram. Okay. And it's Casanova Brooks everywhere else. So I don't use any aliases or anything like that. And so, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm very accessible. I get a lot of DMs, but I try to respond to as many as possible. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a normal guy. I'm the same way online as I am if you ever run into me offline. That's great. It is such a pleasure to meet you and speak with you. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for having me. Thank you have you. just listened to another great episode on Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get more amazing content. Also visit our website and YouTube channel. Until next time with more great episodes coming your way. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.